We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Tuesday, January the 25th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we continue along with the position at preview series for Gamecocks baseball guys today. We're talking Yardcocks first baseman entering the 2022 season. Guys, I'll break down the first baseman in their entirety, including key losses, key returners, most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if, and I'll give my overall grade as well. Also, guys, Lavoisier Carroll making things official yesterday as he officially announces his commitment to Shane Beamer and Gamecocks football. Guys, I'll talk about the addition. What does it mean for the future of the South kind of running back room? How he can help Spencer Rattler and this Gamecocks offense? Much, much more from there as well, guys. I got a packed show for you here on a Tuesday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, for all your moving need in the 2022 calendar year, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. and girls happy tuesday hope you're all doing well i'm chris phillips your host the spurs up show as always appreciate you all tuning in and i hope this show does find you well no matter where you are what you're doing great tuesday to have a tuesday by the time you're hearing the sound of my voice most likely yours truly is down in sunny florida enjoying the weather tsus hitting the road this week as you all know but again we are rocking we are rolling and again guys any day that we get to talk Gamecocks baseball, any day we're talking Yardcocks, you know that yours truly is fired up and ready to go again, guys. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And I do want to say this, by the way, really quickly before we get going. Thank you all so much for the love and the support on the NIL side of things. Obviously, guys, we released our Shooter Shoot shirts a little bit ago, our Gilly Gilly shirts and partnering up with new TSUS athletes and all that good stuff. 
the support for these athletes and the merchandise side of things has been absolutely incredible. So again, guys, just remember this, by the way, when you buy that merchandise, you're not just supporting TSUS, you are supporting these student athletes as well. And again, it's truly a blessing that we now have the opportunity to help benefit student athletes through these different opportunities. So again, guys, just want to say again, thank you all so much, man. You guys always rock with the merch, of course, but buying those specific pieces and supporting TSUS athletes, it's been really, really cool to see. And again, guys, I cannot say thank you enough. I truly, truly, truly do Appreciate it, guys. One quick reminder, and then we'll dive into this thing. No Daily Crow today, as I told you yesterday, just in case you missed it or you forgot. No Daily Crow today because yours truly is on the road. TSUS is on the road. But, of course, podcast and Daily Crow rolling as normal throughout the rest of the week. So, hey, I can tell you this. Starting tomorrow, there's going to be some really cool views, by the way, uh, on the Daily Crow. As Again, we're down there in sunny Florida and no live show from Tin Roof, but other than that, again, the content is bleeding out the eyeballs. Guys, it's such a busy week in Gamecocks Athletics with the women playing last night, men playing tomorrow, women playing again on Thursday. we got baseball scrimmages upcoming again. Exciting times in Gamecock country and exciting times the Spurs Up show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it because, of course, speaking of those scrimmages upcoming this weekend, which Friday, Saturday, Sunday at 2, 2.30 and 2, respectively, the Yardcocks will officially have open scrimmages to the public. You can get yourself a look at this baseball team. And again, today, guys, we're continuing to break down the Yardcocks in our position unit preview series. Today, we are talking first baseman. And this one, guys, is really exciting because you look at this position, who they return who they lost, and we'll start, of course, with key losses. You know, you speak of David Mendham, who played a lot, Davey Doubles, Davey Dingers, obviously. We had a lot of fun with Davey last year, but played a lot of good baseball for you. But the big loss here, and I know he didn't play this position all the time, but I'm going to group him with the first baseman. That is Wes Clark. Obviously, what Wes did a year ago, hitting 23 home runs, absolutely tore up non-conference pitching, especially the year he had. I mean, guys, I really don't think we give enough credit to when you look back at last season. I really can't recall the last time I've ever seen a hitter be as locked in as Wes Clark was. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. Nobody could get him out. It felt like he was batting like 700 over a three or four week span, but you've got to replace that production at DH and first base. Of course, again, David Mendham, what he gave you in the coming out of the Juco ranks, of course, he has since transferred. And then Joe Satterfield, your other key loss. I know he didn't play a ton, but again, did play some valuable innings for you. So now the question turns to this. Who is going to be the guy or guys that replaces all of this production that you have to fill the void of coming in this 2022 season? And that takes us to key returners. Guys, again, I list Josiah Seitler here. And as I've told you all before, when you're talking position unit previews, these things can get a little bit out of hand because a lot of guys can play a lot of different positions. See Josiah Seitler. If you need him to play first base, he can do so. I think we're all expecting him to be a major part of the Gamecocks outfield yet again. But of course, Seitler, a guy that can play first. Also, the big addition, not necessarily a returner, but the big addition of who I have to mention is the addition of Brant Belk, the Missouri transfer. Uh, obviously, you played against him last year, and he was somebody who gave Sal kind of problems and somebody that, uh, I got to be honest, watching Sal kind of play Mizzou was not a huge fan of this guy, but I'll explain why in a second and why I think that's actually the reason he's going to be a fantastic piece and a fantastic addition to this Gamecocks lineup. But again, of course, guys, the big storyline with the first baseman, 
You have to replace a veteran in David Mendham. And, of course, Wes Clark, his production, what he did for you. I know there were times where Wes was a little bit inconsistent, especially when he got in SEC play and the pitching got better. But 23 home runs, guys, that speaks for itself. Is there another Wes Clark, not just at this position, but in this lineup? Is there anybody that has that type of capability to have the season, at least have a start to a season like Wes had a season ago? But again, Josiah Seitler, Brant Belt, those are the two dudes that I expect to battle for this position. Outside of that, maybe a Connor Sino could figure in. But, you know, when you're talking most approved, best overall, and the way this position shakes out, let's dive into that. My most approved, guys, it is Josiah Seitler. And I'll tell you this, Josiah Seitler to me last year, I couldn't believe what I saw. I mean, I really thought, guys, a couple of springs ago, a couple of falls ago, I was not sure Josiah Seitler had a spot on this roster. I did not think Josiah Seitler had a spot on this baseball team. To see him last year hit 268, seven home runs, 31 RBI, and some very clutch moments as well. Again, Josiah Seitler proved to be a tough out. Guys, 259 on SEC play, which that might not sound great, but we're talking about a Gamecocks lineup that hit 228 in the SEC. So Josiah Seitler actually had one of the better averages in SEC play, also three home runs and 14 RBI in the SEC. But when I look at Josiah Seitler, can he improve on what he did a season ago? You know, I thought there were times, you know, the cold streaks, the slumps, if you will. But again, if you would have told me that Josiah Seitler was going to be in your four hole for the majority of the season, I would have thought you were crazy. Or I would have thought the Gamecocks won like 20 games. I got to be totally honest. So Josiah Seitler, though, can he play both outfield and first if needed? It more so comes at the plate. And again, this will be a guy that I continue to talk about. We continue to discuss as we talk about the Gamecocks outfield, because again, guys, you know, just for the sake of numbers and who's coming back at this position, you know, most certainly I think he's going to be in the outfield, but can he be a dude that if he needs to, can he play both? And can he make those strides and improvements at the plate, at the dish for you again, 259 on SEC play. That was fine a year ago, but Everyone, I think we all agree, everyone as far as swinging a stick needs to get better in this season. When you're talking best overall, and I know, I know there's some of you that might disagree because this dude has never seen a pitch, never played an inning in the Garnet and Black at the University of South Carolina. But I'll tell you this, guys. Brant Belk, for me, the Missouri transfer, is indeed the best overall, and I cannot explain to you why I feel that way. First off, you look at statistics. 273 a season ago for Mizzou. He was a very solid player. Two home runs, 22 RBI, hit 250 in SEC play, a homer, 14 ribbies. So nothing crazy there, okay? And so you start to ask yourself, who's going to replace the production of Wes Clark? How are we going to manage without guys like Wes Clark? And even what Davey Doubles, Davey Dingers, David Mendham did for you a season ago. Here's the first thing. Do not forget, in that COVID-shortened season in 2020, all the way back to then, Brant Belk started off the year on a tear, was hitting like 470 for Mizzou, was absolutely on fire. Also, and again, does this one occurrence, this one moment, does it spell that he's going to hit 300 and have a great year and be an All-SEC guy or All-American? Not necessarily. But I'll tell you guys a little story. Everything I needed to know about Brant Belk, I saw in a fall scrimmage in a fall inter-squad. And some of you may have heard me talk about this before. But Brant Belk was at the plate facing Parker Coyne, who throws pretty damn hard, 95, 94, 95, if you will. 
And Brant Belk is up. And, and we saw this last year, by the way. As I told you guys earlier, I hinted at this. Brant Belk was a very annoying player for me. I was sitting down the third baseline, basically sitting in left field, and Brant Belk was chirping with the fans and going back and forth. And those are the type of guys that if they're on your team, you love them. If you're playing against them, you hate them, right? So in that moment, of course, you're like, hey, screw this guy. To hell with this guy, whatever. But Brant Belk is a dirtbag. I saw it in the fall scrimmage. He's up to bat against Parker Coyne, throwing 94-95, gets to a, like a 2-0 count, I think. And Brant Belk takes one right in the bat, right in the middle of his back, 95 on our fastball to the old backbone, if you will. Instead of taking first base, okay, instead of just taking the base, what have you, and there's a man in scoring position on second. Brant Belt tosses the ball back to the mound, says, I'm not going to first. I'm getting my swings in. I'm getting my at bat. So you're like, wow. And the guy didn't flinch, right? Didn't rub it, didn't act like it hurt nothing. You know he was in pain. Didn't show it at all. A couple pitches later, all Brant Belt does is laces a double into the gap, drives the run in, slides in a second, gets up, fired up, whatever. That told me all I needed to know about Brant Bell. You know what? This dude is a dirtbag. This dude is a ball player. Again, is that one occurrence? Is that going to, you know, does that mean he's going to be an All-SEC guy or All-American? Not necessarily. But I tell you guys what, you can coach a lot of different things. You, you, can, you can change a guy's swing. You can, you can do a lot of different things with players. But that what I saw, that impression, at least what I took away, that's something that you're either a dirtbag, you're not. You're either a dog, or you're not. You either got it or you don't. So I think Brant Belt bringing that attitude to this lineup, to this ball club, to this clubhouse, I think that's going to rub off positively on guys. And again, guys, Brant Belk, he was the talk of fall, at least one of them, you know, talking to Scott Wingo. Again, I don't think Scott would mind me saying this. He absolutely loves this kid, fully expects him to be in the middle of the lineup and be a big-time contributor for them. And I tend to agree with him, guys. Like I said, kid's got a good swing, plays the game the right way, was solid for Mizzou. I think he's primed for a really, really big year for the Gamecocks. And that moves me into season will be successful if. What will spell a successful season? for the Gamecocks first baseman. Again, I think if fans go into this season with expectations of, oh, well, who's going to be the next Wes Clark? You know, who's, who's going who's gonna to fill the void of a Wes Clark or David Menem or what have you? I think you're going to be disappointed. What Wes Clark did, that's generational type stuff. You know, you, you can't expect that from everybody, right? Wes Clark is Wes Clark for a reason. But I think if Brant Belk, who has already established himself, I think, already as a leader, without even taking the field at all for South Carolina in an actual game, if Brant Belt can establish himself as a mainstay in the middle of the Gamecocks lineup and bring some stability to that position. Because again, guys, remember last year, again, Wes Clark most of the time was at DH, so it was David Mendham who was at first base. And as much as I loved Davey Dingers and Davey Doubles and we had a lot of fun with Davey, there were a lot of inconsistencies. It was very, very tough to watch, especially at the plate at times. You know, again, I think back, guys, the last year, David Mendham is probably the most athletic, unathletic dude I've ever seen on a baseball field. I don't even know how to explain it, and I appreciate Davey, and I'm not trying to talk bad on him, but it's like, it's the truth. I said this many, many times last season during the season. So, again, if Brant Belt can just provide that stability, if Brant Belt can provide that mainstay for the Gamecocks at that position – and in the middle of the lineup, because I fully expect him to be anywhere between the three and the six hole. Um, I think you could put him in a multitude of different places, but I think that's where you're going to find him. Also, I think your athleticism takes a big jump up, and that's going to bring me into, guys, 
my overall grade. Because when you're talking this position, again, Wes Clark was a DH. For the most part, he was a DH. Uh, Wes, fantastic with a stick and wasn't even a great fielder. So it was David Mendham, 99% of the time, that was playing first base. And when I look at the first base position, just factoring in Mendham, as I said, you have exponentially upgraded, in my opinion. I, I, again, with all due respect to David Mendham, I think, guys, there's a reason he transferred, to be honest with you. Brant Belk is a no-brainer. Again, a dude that Scott Wingo, a good buddy of mine, absolutely raved on. He's going to be a mainstay. He's going to be a fixture in this lineup. I think defensively, from what I've seen, uh, he's just as good, if not better than Mendham. Again, extremely athletic. And again, a dirtbag. Plays the game the right way. He's going to bring that attitude, going to bring that swagger. And he's an SEC veteran, guys. You know, that's a huge advantage for Mark Kingston, this Gamecocks team, that you're not necessarily having to lean on a, an unproven high school kid that's never done it at this level. You've got a dude in Brant Belt that if nothing else, guys, he knows what it takes to show up on a consistent basis, see your name on a lineup card in an SEC game against some of the best teams in all of college baseball, and go out there and perform and ball out. And again, guys, that is something you absolutely cannot take for granted. With that being said, I'm giving the overall grade to the first baseman. I'm going to grade him a B right now. I'm going to grade him a B. I think solid. Again, you don't have an All-American type of dude necessarily, but you're going to be very, very, very solid. And again, I think Brant Belk is a major upgrade from what David Mendham gave you a season ago. I mean, again, you look at Davey last year, guys, really struggled at the plate, especially in SEC play. And I know we all recall and remember, a lot of those were just not competitive out. So, again, I think Brant Belk, if nothing else, is he going to hit 330 or hit 350 or hit, hit 25 bombs? Not necessarily. But I think on a consistent basis, especially at the plate, swinging the stick, he's going to be much better than what you had a season ago. So, again, guys, I'm grading the Gamecocks first baseman a B overall. And I'll tell you what, when you talk about this Gamecocks baseball team, there are many things and many guys I'm excited to see and watch. Brant Belk is up there. He, he's up there for me, guys. I cannot wait to watch this dude play again. I love the way that he plays the game. And, and that moment, as I said, that moment in that fall scrimmage where I saw him take that pitch to the back and instead of taking the base, say, you know what? Come back up here. I'm getting my swings in. We're going to do this thing. And he laces a double to left center. Like, that is stuff right there that your teammates really respect. Your teammates look to you as a leader. That's how you earn your teammates' Uh, you know, admiration, if you will. And so that was just a lasting impression for me. We'll see if it translates over into this regular season. But I think Grant Belk certainly is an upgrade for you. And I'm grading the Gamecocks first baseman as a B. Depth is the only thing I think that really concerns me on days that Belk can't go. Is it maybe Kevin Madden that slides over that can play both corners? Does Seitler actually get the nod? Is it somebody else? We'll see. But again, I think solely this position is all about Brant Belk, another good left-handed bat for you in this lineup. And again, overall grade for this group, a B. So again, that's going to wrap it up in regards to the Yardcocks first baseman. Guys, I'd love to hear from you, you know, your thoughts on who has the most to prove, the best overall, the grading, where do you agree, where do you disagree? Again, would love to hear from you all in the comments down Below. All right, guys, before we get out of here, let's move into footballs. Lavoisier Carroll makes it officially official. He is a Gamecock. And again, I think this is something that we all sort of knew for a couple of days. Wasn't exactly a secret, if you will, uh, but certainly a positive addition. And again, Shane Beamer keeps the positive momentum rolling 
on the recruiting trail. Now, for those asking, Lavoisier Carroll has four years to play. He only played four games at Georgia this past season and did pick up the red shirt. So he'll basically have an entire career to play. In case you did not know, this dude was a four-star prospect in the 2021 recruiting cycle, was actually committed to the Gamecocks for a while, and decommitted, guess when? The day after. South kind of lost to North Carolina in Charlotte, a.k.a. the Fire Must Champ video, the Fire Must Champ game, if you will. Instead, went to Georgia. They moved him to defensive back, and I don't think he was too thrilled uh, about that move at all. Going to come to South Carolina. He will play running back. So, again, fantastic pickup. But that all of a sudden, and that brings to the forefront this question, what does it mean for the future of the running back room. Because again, guys, on one hand, hey, iron sharpens iron. You can never have too many good players. You can never have too many weapons. No, I think that's something we certainly sold Spencer Rattler on, that, hey, you come here. We're going to go out and get really, really good football players for you. We're going to surround you with quality talent to help you make things happen offensively. But the bottom line is this. Five guys are not carrying the football in a game. You're, you're not spreading the ball out to that many people because now you look at the running back position. You have Lavoisier Carroll. You have Christian Beale Smith from Wake Forest. You have Marshawn Lloyd. You have Juju McDowell, and you have Rashad Amos. So out of those five guys, as we all know, Lavoisier Carroll and Christian Beale Smith for sure aren't going anywhere. So out of Marshawn, out of Juju, and out of Amos, who maybe is moving? Or does everyone come back? I mean, you never know. These guys might all just want to battle it out and, and feel it out and see what happens. But I have to think probably one, if not more, is going to leave if I had to guess. And again, I, I don't want to put this on anybody in the sense of I think this is going to happen, but just speculating. I, I don't think Juju's going anywhere. I think he probably enters spring as your number one back, especially after the bowl game. I, I do think this coaching staff still has extremely high hopes from Marshawn Lloyd guys. Again, last year, coming off the ACL injury, he played most of the season with a brace on. You know, I think you could tell it was something he was still kind of thinking about and was trying to get over. Uh, I think he'll be primed to have a really, really good spring and sort of establish himself in that top two rotation or at least fighting for a ton of carries. I think probably the odd man out is Rashad Amos, a guy that did not even see the field last year, and now you bring in these guys. And so what does it really look like for him? But I'll tell you this. It's a positive in the sense of positive momentum on the recruiting trail. It's a positive in the sense of you're adding really, really good football players. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll, going to guy, there's a reason you wanted him so badly. There's a reason we were so excited when he committed the first time around. So to get him back in Columbia, it just shows the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. And in this instance, it is giving to South on a fantastic player. Again, I think he can help this Gamecocks offense out tremendously. Of course, the running back position after you lose Zaquandre White, you lose Kevin Harris. You know, you needed to add some quality guys. And I think this staff, guys, just what they saw you know, you lose those two guys. You didn't add anybody crazy big in the high school ranks in regards to your signing class. So if you can go out and get a couple of guys and you've already seen them do that in regards to quality additions, you know, you're going to do that. So again, it's going to be really interesting though to see, you know, because we've still got over a month until spring ball gets going and spring practice and all that good stuff. But how the running back room shakes out, how this coaching staff handles the roster, because again, you know, you're not going to play four or five guys. Four or five guys are not going to get carries. I know people preach on depth and you need multiple guys. You'd like to have a one, you know, a, a great one-two punch, if you will. You'd like to have a two-headed monster at running back, but you, but you don't need four or five guys. So I'll be curious to see does one, maybe two guys hit the portal. You know, it, it's going to be based off each individual's own, you know, expectations, each own individual's 
uh, preferences, what they want to do, what have you. But either way, great job by Shane Bieber and this coaching staff continuing to add vital pieces. And again, as I've told you guys many times, they ain't done yet. There ain't no way Shane Bieber's done yet. And for those who may be wondering and asking, no, at this point, this time, we do not know who the other welcome home is. Again, if I had to guess with junior day being this past weekend, probably a class of 2023 prospect. But again, we have no idea right now in regards to what we know. So again, Lavoisier Carroll, officially, officially a Gamecock. Really exciting stuff. Again, keeping that positive movement. He's already enrolled as well. So again, yes, he will be with the Gamecocks this spring and have four years to play at the running back position for the University of South Carolina. So again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. That's going to do it all for us here on this Tuesday. Like I said, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments, your thoughts on Lavoisier Carroll making things official and how he can help Gamecocks football. Of course, your thoughts on the Yardcocks, that first base position. Um, overall, your expectations and view, overall grade of those guys where you agree with me, where you disagree, would love to hear from you. Guys, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.